Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. You've got to find things that attract people, and that's going to require some research, and I believe R&R. Research makes you rich, okay? Mm -hmm. The two go together. When you can seek out these places that people want to be near, rationally or not. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month. Then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. And welcome, my friend, David Modell. How are you doing? Thank you, sir. It is fantastic to be on your show. I'm a fan. And people who are listening and watching right now, subscribe to Joe Fairless's podcast right now. Do it. You're the man. And I appreciate you being on the show. And best ever listeners, this is Situation Saturday, where if you find yourself in a situation where you'd like to earn more passive income, You've come to the right episode because we're going to be talking about conventional and unconventional ways for how to do that. And by we, I mean mostly David. He's going to talk to us about this. So a little bit about David. He is part of PortfolioWealthGlobal.com Special Opportunity Research Team. He's nailed a number of key topics like precious metals, cryptocurrency, and United States dollar bear market arenas. He's got his own popular YouTube channel which this video will be on called Looking at the Markets with David Modell. And he's based in West Palm Beach, Florida. So that being said, David, just to give the best ever listeners a little bit of context, will you let them know a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Thank you for asking, Joe. I appreciate it. So yeah, my name is David Modell, and I have a popular YouTube channel, Looking at the Markets with David Modell. People are welcome to check out over 400 free videos I've got on there. And I'm also now part of PortfolioWealthGlobal.com. I'm so glad to be part of this team. It's a research team. And what we do is we have a homepage, PortfolioWealthGlobal.com, where there's a newsletter with exclusive reports and people could just enter their email address, get that. And I'm telling you, I've been approached by many newsletters, many websites to try to get me on board, but I joined PortfolioWealthGlobal.com 
because first of all, they've made amazing calls in the cryptocurrency space. Yes, 2017 was the year of the cryptos, but Tom Beck, the chief researcher at Portfolio Wealth Global, who became a multimillionaire in real estate at age 33, he's the chief of the research team. And imagine if you had gotten in at these prices, Joe. We're talking about Litecoin at 15. Okay, he called it and people have made quite a decent profit off of that one. Uh, Ethereum at 35, Cardano at 4 cents. So that's why we're the top rated newsletter of 2017 and 2018 so far. We've also called certain stocks and commodities and we've made some five baggers and 10 baggers, you know, 500%, 1000% gainers. We're going to keep bringing out those calls. But today we're going to talk about passive income. Like you said, conventional ways to do it and some unconventional ways. And I might even give some of my picks today. So let's talk about it. Yeah, we'll start nice and easy with conventional, then we'll transition into unconventional. Sure, absolutely. Conventional ones, we all hear about real estate. Sure, real estate investing. Where's the real estate market at right now? Should I get into it? I'd say it's as good a time as ever. That's just my personal opinion. Again, I'm not a licensed or registered investment advisor. Nothing in this podcast, I'm sure you would agree, Joe, is to be construed as investment advice. People need to make their own decisions, do their own due diligence. I'd say it's a great time to get in. And actually, we're going to put out a report on that on the homepage, PortfolioWealthGlobal.com. But let's say you want to get into real estate indirectly. I'm sure your listeners who are very sophisticated investors know about LendingClub.com. Maybe you've tried it yourself, Joe. I haven't, but I have heard of it. Yes. Okay. Well, imagine a lending club for real estate loans. Why not combine the lending with the real estate? Peerstreet.com. P-E-E-R, peerstreet.com. I've been trying that myself and I've gotten six, 7% gains on that. Again, not getting rich overnight. That's not my goal. It's consistent income. But that's one thing that people can try. Maybe they've never heard of. I want to talk about Amazon. People use Amazon as passive income, or maybe they don't. Maybe they've just been using it as consumers to buy things. Well, how about creating an Amazon store and then picking something that you know about already, something you have some expertise in, and creating a store and selling on there? It's a cottage industry, but it's a huge one. For example, Joe, if you're interested in handicrafts, maybe you've been buying things on eBay and on Amazon. A lot of people think of eBay as the place to sell, Mm -hmm. but Amazon is so much bigger than eBay. It has such a bigger user base. And with Prime, Prime has been so incredibly successful. Joe, do you know anybody who, who uses Amazon but doesn't have Prime yet? I haven't asked that many people, but to answer your question, no, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So with Amazon Prime, people are shifting away from eBay and to Amazon where they can save on shipping expenses. And with the eBay model, it's haggling. Who wants to do that? Most people don't want to bother with that. And have you ever noticed, Joe, on eBay, magically people come in at the last split second and outbid you? You ever have that happen? I haven't been on eBay in a while. Yeah. Well, that that answers my question right there. (laughs) A lot of people haven't. So if you're getting passive income by selling on eBay, nothing wrong with that. Try an Amazon store and focus on something that you can either produce yourself, perhaps in your home or a garage or rent a warehouse, or you can sell other people's stuff. You can become sort of a second or third party in the chain. But consider that as another means of passive income that doesn't require a lot of startup costs because that's something I look for. 
how about maybe going onto shutterstock.com? I'm sure you probably heard yep. of that one. Yeah, yep. yeah, there you go. Have you ever borrowed images? And I'm putting that in quotes from shutterstock.com before. <laughs> uh, maybe, yes. Maybe. <laughs> Those of us who make videos on YouTube, you probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> wink, wink. All right, but you can also buy, and you really should buy them on Shutterstock. How about going around your hometown? Again, this does not require a lot of startup costs. You can do this with your phone if you have a decent phone with a decent camera on it. If you can take 4G quality pictures, you can do this. How about going around your hometown, go to the famous landmarks if you have them, if you don't go to the town that does near you. <laughs> And take some really high quality pictures, crop them on your whatever video editor came with your computer. If you have a computer, probably has one on there. You can download one. doesn't cost that much. There are Photoshop alternatives. Google it. And take some really high quality pictures and then try selling them to Shutterstock. That's the big one. Or other alternative sources for these types of stock photos that people look for. People are willing to pay for them. Yes, a lot of people get them for free, or they try to. Mm -hmm. But for high quality ones, people who are in the media, on the internet, they want high quality photos. Why not supply those? So those are just three ideas off the top of my head right there. I love it. One follow-up question you said about real estate investing, and this piqued my interest because our audience is primarily real estate investors on my podcast. Yep. Well, I think exclusively real estate investors on my podcast. You said it's a great time to invest in real estate. Why did you say that? Some people think that it's a bit highly valued or richly valued right now. I believe so. But for example, I'm in Florida and they're constantly constructing. They're constantly improving. There is a measure of, and I hate to use this word, gentrification going on. So as gentrification happens, what you're going to have, I'll give you an example. Okay. I live fairly close to the Hard Rock over in Hollywood, Florida. Have you visited a Hard Rock anytime recently? I've walked by one recently. Okay. Good enough. <laughs> and they're building a massive guitar, not an actual guitar, a building right on the property of the casino where you have these condos and they're all in the shape of a massive guitar. It's huge. What do you think that's going to do to the real estate that's surrounding it? I have no idea. Well, people are going to move to not only those condos, but anywhere near because they're fascinated with the fact that they can live near this big rock and roll casino, massive guitar thing. Okay. <laughs> the gambling addicts, which there mm -hmm. are many. Every time I drive by the hard rock and the guitar hasn't even been built yet. The guitar condo thing hasn't even been built yet. They have not only the main casino, but casinos next to it, lesser quality ones, where the hardcore people go for the gambling. And people are moving to the neighborhood just to be there. Mm -hmm. Even the lesser casinos are packed all the time. I've driven by there at two in the morning. It's packed. Mm -hmm. And the hard rock itself is packed. So when you get things like that, when you invest in real estate near these things, I, I'm not saying invest in any real estate. It's got to be in the right place. Mm -hmm. But when you see things like that being built, I see people moving just to be near it. So you've got to find things that attract people, and that's going to require some research. And I believe R&R, &R, research makes you rich, okay? Mm -hmm. The two go together. When you can seek out these places that people want to be near, rationally or not. I don't know about you. Would I want to move somewhere because a giant condo guitar is being built? I wouldn't want to live there just because of that. But other people will, and they're willing to pay a premium. 
understood. Different strokes for different folks, right? Well said. You don't have to actually want to live somewhere yourself to invest in it. You just have to understand what motivates other people to want to live there. So when you seek it, when you do the research, and that's the big word, the capital R, research, when you do the research, find those places where there is growth, mm-hmm. where people want to be for whatever reason, and then seek out locations near that, you'll do well over time. Even at peak prices like there are now, they still all seem to go up over time when you seek out the right places for it. What about unconventional? If you're just doing real estate, that's fine. But if you're not thinking outside the box, you won't get that high yield. I think, for example, in terms of dividend stocks. Yes, I know you love the real estate, but again, you got to diversify. If you're all in real estate, then it's kind of an all or nothing mindset, which I'm not into. I'm into putting some money into precious metals, some of my investable capital into real estate, then some into dividend stocks. And we actually at PortfolioWealthGlobal.com forward slash dividend, that's forward slash dividend, we have a slew of exclusive reports on how to get into the dividend investing space intelligently and in a way you can get that passive income. This is another way to get in. We're talking about low maintenance here. Well, I think you would agree, Joe, that dividend stock investing is probably one of the lowest maintenance, lowest efforts, ways to get in. I'm sure you'd agree with that one. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) But that's, again, research makes you rich over time. You've got to avail yourself of that research. And that's what our team at Portfolio Wealth Global does every single day. We're finding the best ways to get in and the best times to get in. We'll alert you if you're a subscriber on the homepage, if you put your email address in there. So we talked about the Shutterstock. We talked about the Amazon. We talked about PeerStreet.com. If you're doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of the other, after you researched all of them very carefully, then you can have multiple sources of income. I'm also into precious metals, by the way. I like the physical stuff. I don't know if you're into the metals so much. I haven't, but actually my largest investor dollar-wise has encouraged me to diversify into precious metals to some degree, just so I'm thinking about it correctly in my mind. So we talked about conventional ways, Lending Club, Pier Street, Amazon Store, Shutterstock. Now, what are some unconventional ways? Are those the ones that you were just mentioning or do you have- Some of those, some of those. Like like getting into gold and silver would be more conventional. Right. Doing the Amazon store thing might be a little unconventional and going around taking pics around your home. Right, all right. Definitely be unconventional because most people wouldn't even think to do that. Yep. How about Instagram? Write a book, and this is for the writers out there, of which I'm one, and you don't have to be a great writer. Have you ever noticed that a lot of the PDF files that you can buy online, they're not written by Ernest Hemingway? Quality writers, are they? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be Charles Dickens, okay? <laughs> Just start writing. And then on Instagram or any of those other places where you can post pictures and little snippets of information, because it is a Twitter society. If you can't express yourself in 160 characters and less, you're going to lose, all right? So you're posting things of interest on Twitter, on Instagram, on places like that, posting pictures. Pinterest is a huge one also, where it's mostly pictures. If you can post, for example, on Pinterest, some sort of top 10 list or top five list, something you're interested in, put a link, make a PDF file, write about something. And we're not talking about war and peace. 
is not 500 or 1,000 pages. Write something that you know about, you're interested in. Get a professional editor somewhere, maybe on Upwork.com. You can hire fairly inexpensively a good editor. They'll get it back to you quickly, all right? And then you can make it look real nice, put some pictures in there, which you took yourself. You don't want to have problems with copyright laws. And then you can sell that book. It's a gift that keeps on giving because you keep posting on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Twitter, wherever you are in social media. It doesn't cost you anything. Some time and effort. And I recommend, by the way, a three to one ratio. Three useful posts where you're not asking for anything, you're not promoting anything, and then make that fourth one a promotional post. And that's true no matter what the social media platform is. So you have a nice three to one ratio, useful content, useful content, useful content, something promotional. And even in the useful content, like if it's Pinterest or Instagram, something like that, you can still have the link at the bottom. Get people interested, hook them in, sell your book, whatever it is. Again, doesn't have to be brilliant, just has to be useful. And which books sell the best? How to make money. That's perennial. That's evergreen, as I call it. There's never going to be a time when people aren't particularly interested in how to make money. It doesn't have to be that. If you're into crafts, it could be something about crafts. If you're into whatever it might be, photography, whatever it is, something useful to people rather than something entertaining. I've found that to be very, very helpful with making side income in that way. Again, unconventional. Yeah. Most people wouldn't even think to do that. Most people don't think they are writers. Mm -hmm. You know what? You are a writer. Nowadays, you can dictate it in to Google Voice or whatever it is. You can dictate it, have it written on the screen, have somebody else edit it on the cheap, put it out there, have some great pictures in it, some great graphics, make it happen. When you put it out there and you don't hear from anyone, you just hear crickets, how do you get people to see that content? You got to entice people. First of all, it helps to recruit other people. You can have affiliate links. Tell other people, hey, if you sell my book, I'll give you X percent of the cut. Something reasonable, of course. So now you've got other people making, let's say, YouTube videos, and they're putting your affiliate link at the end of it or in the description. You've got other people tweeting. You've got other people on chat boards, message boards, chat rooms, whatever it is in that field of interest. And so now you've got a small army out there promoting your work, your book. Also, if you're getting crickets, then you're probably doing something wrong in the first place. Do you have a sexy title for your book? Don't take that literally, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean enticing. Is the title of your book and the, the subtitle, are they too long? Again, we live in a 160 characters or less culture. You might like it, you might not like it. I'm a former English teacher. I've taught English comp. Do I love the fact that you have to express yourself in a few words? Absolutely not. You don't. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand it, but I've learned to deal with it and adapt to it. When I first started putting out YouTube videos, I'll tell you, I had long titles because mm -hmm. I thought descriptively, I thought Hemingway, okay? Mm -hmm. Hemingway is probably rolling over in his grave right now, but you ever notice that on the phone with a YouTube video, people only see the first six or seven words? generally speaking. I'm sure you've noticed that as a social media expert yourself. So you can make YouTube videos. It doesn't cost you anything. Promote, promote, promote your book. Sure. But again, you've got to think what can be expressed very succinctly. So have a sexy title in those first six or seven words. And that's true no matter what social platform you're on. If you make an infographic for Pinterest or for Instagram, 
people, they'll look at the picture and they'll read the heading and decide whether or not to stay there, whether it's sticky or not, or whether to move on to something else. So you've got to think, grab them. You got to grab them fast. Again, not literally. (laughs) You got to grab people fast, get them hooked in, useful content three times, and then promoting that fourth one. Stick with that formula. You'll probably get rid of the crickets. We're talking side hustles and earning more passive income. In some of these situations, we've got to do some work on the front end to generate that passive income machine, but then there is reoccurring income once that initial work is complete. And I'm just going to mix up the conventional and unconventional. Just I'm going to list them all out. You talk about precious metals, dividends, portfolio stocks, having a book that is as simple as a top 10 list and then put it in a PDF, sell that on something you'd like. Love the Shutterstock example where just go around town, take pictures. I mean, there really is no reason not to have some income coming in from an activity that you did a long time ago if you want to do that. There's really no excuse. It's just a matter of resourcefulness. Another thing is the Amazon store, and then passively investing in something like crowdfunding platform. You mentioned Peer Street. I've interviewed pretty much all the crowdfunding platform founders on the show. So my listeners are well aware of that. And then Lending Club, peer-to-peer lending. Do you have an Amazon store? I do. What do you sell? I, I sell writings that I've made. And you mentioned things that you've already done or made. I've got things that I've written a long time ago, but they're still fresh. You have to make sure they're still fresh. For example, the real estate investing in 2016, if that's the title of your your ebook, but how about freshen it up? How about keep some of that content and then update it? And then you can keep selling that or sell it anew. So if you've already got something that you've already produced, if you've written articles, for example, whatever it is you've done, if you've made handicrafts, whatever it might be, you can still sell that on Amazon. You can rework it, reinvent it. And then just to go back to passive income, again, at Portfolio Wealth Global, we're always coming up with new ways to, and it's based on research always, to generate the passive income. If anybody would like a large group of exclusive reports, it's PortfolioWealthGlobal.com forward slash MyPicks. That's M-Y-P-I-C-K-S, MyPicks. Tom Beck, our chief researcher, has put out a bunch of free reports on how to make that income through investing and through other means, how to get that passive income. Because if you're just counting on, let's say, bonds, right now, the 10-year yield is struggling to stay at 3%. I don't know about you, Joe, but 3% just doesn't cut it for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's annually, by the way. Or heaven forbid, if you're just rolling up your money and keeping it in a mattress, if you're not involved in some sort of passive income, the US dollar lost 10% of its value in 2017 alone, 10% of its value compared to other world currencies. So Joe, your audience knows that you've got to be invested in something. And if you're only invested in one thing, then you're not sufficiently diversified. If you're not involved in some stocks, some precious metals. You don't have to do the Amazon store thing. You don't have to do the Instagram, Pinterest thing. It's okay. You don't have to do the Shutterstock thing necessarily. Because as Warren Buffett said, you know this quote, I'm sure, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, then you will work till you die. Morbid, okay. 
But Joe, that's what your show is all about. Making sure that people have that passive income. So again, people, if you're not subscribed to Joe's podcast right now, subscribe, keep checking back regularly because Joe, you are a main source of information for me and for many, many people, not an alternative source, a main source. And that's why people should keep checking back for sure. I appreciate that. And real quick, how can the best ever listeners learn more about what you got going on? Absolutely. Again, my name is David Modell. They're welcome to email me, davidmodell at gmail.com. And it's M-O-A-D-E-L. A lot of people get that wrong, but you got it right, which I appreciate. And you pronounced my name correctly. Thank you. Thank you for that. And again, check out PortfolioWealthGlobal.com. Sign up for the exclusive reports and the newsletter on the homepage. I did promise during the summer there'd be a report on real estate investing, how to get in, how to find those opportunities like the ones I mentioned today. And we're going to keep coming out with the good stuff, just like the good stuff we keep seeing on Joe's program. So uh, we're both educating the public and we're proud to do it. And thank you, Joe, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Best ever listeners, we have launched besteverCauses.com. That's besteverCauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to besteverCauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, Make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation Podcast at com.